of the Barely in Topic. It's episode 326. I looked it up ahead of time this time. Nice. And <laughs> this week we're having a normal episode as opposed to our watching a game and closed captioning and commenting on that. Uh, but this week we have Nick and Tim. Good evening. Hello. Now, I'd like to say that Jeff is off getting ready to donate a critical piece of his body to a, a Bruins player, but he's not. I'll get into that in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out we're recording on Easter, and, well, I guess he decided he wanted to be around his family or something. It's dumb. Jeez. Who does that on Easter? I don't know. Sundays are for barely on topic. Duh. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, now, Nick, did you happen to listen to any of the recent Insanity? I listened to, like, the first half at work when my boss was away. And um, I didn't get any work done because I was just laughing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Closed captioning should be yeah. required for every game. <laughs> I, I think... We, I think you guys have, we, I don't know, have stumbled upon something pretty good. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't say we do that every month or whatever, but I think it should, should re reemerge. If we ever do a Patreon, maybe we should just do one game a month. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. And it ended up being a good game too, because they came back and won. So that, that also, that also helped a lot too. Um, it was kind of funny too during the close caption. I know when we were recording, VA and I were kind of on the same time in terms of because we were both watching it on TV. Jeff's stream was about like thirty to forty seconds behind. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a legal stream. It was his game center or whatever they call it up in Canada. So you know he pays for that, and it's just a little off, and it was funny. Oh yeah, um, I would be I would be right with him because I of course just I use the NHL TV bullshit when the app feels like working mm. that might be my soapbox if we have a soapbox I might, I might bitch about that well i could certainly you know what you can bitch about it right now if you want to okay let me begin by stating my nhl app oh, but, but wait a minute wait a minute i want to call it tuka's milk crates tuka's i'm throwing some milk crates tuka throw them on the ice baby tuka's milk ice. crates let's go punch that player that's in your crease We'll talk about that later. Oh, segue. Um, so neither the NHL app for my brother or myself is working properly after multiple installs. Um, so, okay, yeah, apps break, you reinstall them. Cool. My brother's app thinks that the NHL season hasn't begun yet and is stuck on the Bruins' last game in June against, excuse me, in May against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it was April 23rd, uh, April? but that's okay. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And why, the reason why I say June is because if you looked up recent scores, it just has the Stanley Cup Finals on there. <laughs> so if he wants to watch a Bruins game or listen to a Bruins game or recap the game through the app, he can't because no games have happened yet. Oh, <laughs> and however, his notifications work. So go figure. <laughs> Me, I rely on notifications a lot because, um, well, I'm a forgetful guy to begin with. Um, everywhere I go, I leave something. For instance, I left my cell phone charger in Salzburg today. Um, not like you all know that where that is. That's Salisbury, North Carolina. Okay. Not to be confused with the steak. <laughs> or 
Yes, or Salisbury, Maryland, or Salisbury, Massachusetts, or, or Salisbury, England, right. where you hop on a train, go to see the Stonehenge. I didn't know that. Okay. I know my Salisbury's. I guess so. Mistake. Yeah. My notifications do not work, and it unfortunately caused me to miss a, the Bruins game on Saturday, because I didn't know the game started what, at 1? Yes. It was a huge Manatee game, yes. Yeah, and I uh, just randomly went on the NHL website at 5 o'clock. She was like, well, let me see what's going on. Oh, fuck, the Bruins played. Oh, I missed it. I was just sitting around my apartment. I did do some homework, and I vacuumed and deep cleaned as well. So I did do something, but I would have done homework while watching the Bruins game. And I reinstalled the freaking app, and it still doesn't work. I was testing it during the uh, the Flyers game today. So the there's... Uh, and again, it's not just my phone. It's my brother's phone as well. So clearly there's something out there. God damn it, NHL. Get your shit together. Yeah, and, they should. And make your apps work. Oh, and another thing. Oftentimes it says a game is blacked out. Because I'm in a region where it's a, uh, you know, it should be blacked out. If NHL network picks up a game on a satellite or dish or whatever, yes, that's blacked out. I'm aware. I check that in advance. But I do want to watch a random game. But it's doing it now for games that, like, uh, West Coast games that aren't uh, being nationally televised. So, it, it's, we got some issues. Your phone is everywhere. Yeah. And nowhere at the same time. Same time. I, I just, you know what? It's not working. It, it worked better before, and now it's it not working now that you brought in the people who are doing the MLB crap. Yeah, people don't like MLB media either. Like MLB's version of MLB, media, uh, it, it, it's, it's a crapshoot and not at all reliable. I'm thinking about next season, especially when I'm not more of on a budget. Or I can go online on Reddit and pick up an illegal stream, and that always works. The quality is not as good. I can't say the quality is just as good. It's not. But I can pick that up for free, and I know it's always going to work. So I'm thinking about next year, I may drop NHL.TV. Yeah, and if you needed to have an audio stream, you can always get it on the uh, 98.5 Sports Hub yes, website. Yes, which um, uh, we have used before. Yeah. So there are ways that you can do this. It's just that the NHL is making it almost impossible for you yeah. to do it legally. Like, I, I'm rooting for you. I don't download illegal music. I don't try to use illegal streams. I don't buy fake jerseys off those Chinese websites, which are still selling Yager jerseys. Winter classic Yager jerseys. I love it. But no, I try to do the right thing. All right. Milk crates. I'm off. I will say this about illegal streams. I've the last couple of Bruins games I've watched that I was not home. I used an illegal stream, and it was like like pretty good quality. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty good. Like they've like, come a long way. They've come come a long way since 2013 when I started using illegal streams. Like when it was I've in potato vision. Like I've noticed in terms of illegal streams um, that baseball and hockey, the quality is like. 50 times better than the NFL illegal streams. The NFL illegal streams are, like, awful. And I know this because I have to watch every single game of the NFL season as an illegal stream, minus, like, two. Yeah, I think what they do with football, maybe they just aren't as creative, but I think someone just sets up a really nice video camera in front of a TV and just hopes for the best. (laughs) 
That's what it seems like. Yeah, with the illegal streams, at least for hockey, is they they are clearly like streaming it from their com- yeah something, from their computer. Like that. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry that this is happening to you. I've never actually used any stream whatsoever, except for free like once in Columbus. I watched a game. I think it was on Thanksgiving. It was last last season. It was on Thanksgiving. They're, I don't know who they were playing, Calgary or somebody. And I watched that game uh, on streaming. Oh, and thank you, Anthony, for giving me your login information for Time Warner like a year and a half ago. I still have it saved. Spectrum now. Spectrum, yeah. Okay. We can delete that if you want. <laughs> I don't think anybody from Time Warner Spectrum is going to listen to this. So. Okay, cool. I do use my dad's login. I wish I wish Spectrum was on the Ness and Go. Oh, it's not? No, it's not yet. Oh, God. So what's the use of it then? Um, I use it for ESPN. I also use it for... Um, like random, like if I want to watch like an episode of something on like Fox's website or NBC's website, I can use it for that. And then I also use it for the NBC sports Boston, uh, for Celtics games sometimes. Yes. I, I I can watch it for, um, when they're on NBC, that's what I use. Mm. And I watch around the horn and pardon the interruption, uh, usually each day when I get home from work and I use the ESPN app for that. Okay. I don't even think Anthony knows it, but. He does now. Well, you guys can talk about that next week. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Week-long segue. <laughs> it is our 99th episode today. A great one. This nest. Oh, yes. It's the it's the, the Gretzkyist episode. Okay. No, it's not. We're, we're not going to talk about Gretzky. Uh, no. But it, it is the, uh, it's the 99th episode that we have done, which means that next week... Is our 100th episode. And I Hundo. I can't wait. It's going to be a special affair. Yes, we are planning something special next week. And we are planning to have everybody in. Now I say we're planning on that. Whether or not that actually happens, we're going to find out. So it's going to be almost chaotic. You know, We can be like herding cats, people. It happens. Oh, it's going to be so much directing traffic be so fun but anyway yes i'm looking forward to it because how many how many uh, did, did either did did either did any of us expect to go to 100 episodes um i'll be honest at first no but maybe we'll talk more about that next week okay okay we can do that that's fine you know um, we'll reminisce yeah oh One, man I, if i only i had some choice clips i'm not gonna have time to put together choice yeah. clips but probably not no. <laughs> yeah. The planning stages, I didn't think. I was like, okay, well, maybe we do this for like half the season. But then once we got rolling, I'm like, I can see this going on for years. <laughs> yeah. Years. <laughs> we, I mean, we already are in the plural. It's been it's more than a year. That's true. I remember there was a time where you used to edit it. <laughs> Yes, thank God I don't anymore. <laughs> Everyone's a better person because of it. Oh, God. Every week I should just have somebody else edit it just for fun. Tim will put out a blank episode. <laughs> It'll just be the whole raw, the whole raw audio. It'll be like a four-hour episode. People won't know what's going on. <laughs> and we can call it the... 
old-timey radio hour if we do such a thing. <laughs> Ooh, <Shane>. Oh. <laughs> I'll probably post it twice, because, I mean, that's the thing we could do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a decision you Episodes could make. Episodes 100 and 101. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things that nobody cares about. So why don't we talk about some Bruins hockey? Yeah. All right, so this week... The Bruins took over the number one position in the Atlantic or Floreast, if you will. Uh, yeah, you know they played leapfrog with Tampa for a day or two, you know. But before that, where the game that they took over the lead was the game against Tampa this week, and oh <laughs> my God, what a great game that was! It was really. Uh- Oh, it was it was fun, and I needed a good game that night because it was the same day as opening day for the Red Sox. Red Sox had lost merciful, just magnificently. It was just awful to Tampa Bay, by the way. Oh. And so I was like, we got to beat Tampa Bay at least in one sport tonight. And oh, what a beautiful game it was. Um, it had the playoff. It's it's cliche to say, but it had the playoff atmosphere. It was chippy it was fun it was exciting any other adjective you have to describe it yes (laughs) tuca fought in that game and oh my god everybody freaking loved it because tuca was like no conacher i'm not gonna take your shit now i at first i thought it was pocket it's easy to get the two of them mixed up because they're both asshats so so conacher was there and he was like uh he's like no you don't knock down my defenseman. You don't sit on him. Get the fuck out of my crease. Bam, 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 bam. And it was lovely. And the Bruins ended up with a power play. Yes. Like, on that. Which was the best. <laughs> like, that never happens. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my friend. My friend's like, what are they doing? Just imagine that in a British voice. Uh, I'm like, oh, they're they're trying to figure out uh, all the penalties and stuff. So at first, Bacchus went over and was talking to the officials and stuff with Stamkos. And then eventually Bacchus came back over to the bench and then Bergie went over. <laughs> and it was like, it was fun to watch, you know. Like, it, tag your you go talk to him now. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what was going on, but maybe like David was getting a little too heated about it, although I doubt it. But maybe Bergie is just a little smoother. I mean... He is Bergy. He yeah. is Bergy. He is very smooth. So, what did you think about everything, Nick? Um, it's it's been a while since we've seen Tuca play like uh, or act crazy with anger because he used to have one hell of a temper. Yep. Um, so I, yeah, we, milk crates, failed smashings of sticks. We uh, one with him and Thomas, we had the angriest goaltending duo in the NHL. <laughs> Um, I love seeing it. I yeah. love seeing the fire because a lot of times people are like, he's just a positional goaltender and there's not much there and he can't win it for us and he sucks. Dude, this guy, he wasn't perfect that night, but nobody is except for Bergie. And he was just like, no, fuck you. I'm I'm tired of this shit. Yeah, Tuka was having none of it. He was, and the thing that I like about that game in the last really few games is... Before it was it was especially exposed kind of against Winnipeg, where the Bruins were just getting bullied on the ice, and it almost seemed like open season on whatever Bruins player you wanted. And the Bruins just were like, you know what, I'm ending this right now. Mm-hmm. And they just 
all of a sudden have turned into this I don't give a fuck attitude. And I absolutely love it. They're absolutely having none of anybody's shit right now. And that's what you want to see. Like, Mm -hmm. it's great. And remember, Pasta had the Gordie Howe hat trick, the first of his career, because you know that Pasta is known for fighting. Yeah, he is. He was like, you hit perfect Bergeron? No, I don't think so. I hit you. Yeah, that was such a bullshit non-call in the middle of the ice. You know, Girardi basically spins around and takes out Bergeron, right? Kind of like takes him, like, it was almost like a slew foot in the wave where he, like, where he went backwards on the ice. He didn't hit his head or anything, but he fell backwards. And Girardi's like spinning there. And then Pasternak's like, no, you don't do that to Bergy. I punch you now. It was great. I loved it. And having him talk, hearing him talk after the game about it was kind of hilarious because he's like, he knows he's not a fighter, really. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, it was just, I, he's like, I know it's going to happen sooner or later. So might as well be now. He's like, it's a, my first fight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, he was talking about Bergeron. And he's like, you know, it, it, Bergeron's really important, you know, to what we do. He's really good out there. And then he corrected himself. He's like, great out there. And he kind of smirked after because he corrected himself <laughs> and it was just so perfect. I loved it. I, I love that Pasta is still kind of grasping at the English language a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, um, I mean, not like I would do well learning Czech, but yeah, he's still, he's still coming around. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, uh, Bergy had a learning curve too. Oh yeah. yeah he, he, not, he actually knew how to speak English. I mean, I think. At all. No, no. And, and, you know, and it was very strategic to have him living with, uh, who was it? Martin, Martin LaPointe. Lapointe. Martin LaPointe. Yes. So that, that was good. Another reason why I think the game against Tampa was chippy, physical, brutal, is because, and I, I know this is, I, I think, been commented and hinted at before, but Paquette went with a very high shoulder hit on Rick Nash which we assume is the result of this mysterious injury Nash has. Um, thank you Defumi, for finding that clip and making it well known. They're being very secretive. They're not talking about Nash. And, and usually when that happens, it's they concussion. Say, yeah. If they say upper body injury and then they don't say anything else, it's a concussion. They did the same thing with DeBrusque. Uh, mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing with, with Corrali. And they're not talking about him maybe the other Nash too. I know the other Nash actually has stitches, but I mean, there's got to be some type of concussion like symptoms after that. I would think if you had a puck whizzing at your head yeah. that quickly, yeah. I, you're probably going to be out a few games and, and it's a shame. Yeah. You probably just need to let that heal. Maybe much like why uh Bacchus needed time to heal. And you, that's a big cut. And, and it's 40 stitches on your head. Yeah, in and out of the ear. Yes, that, yeah. that's a lot. And I was actually surprised to see Bacchus in that, that, that Tampa Bay game, honestly. You know, um, I didn't expect him back, and then there he was on the ice. I was very excited, very happy to see him back. It's always good when we're getting the players back. So, But, it, yeah, the team is really chippy because because of the – probably because of the pocket thing, because Rack, Rick Nash went down, and we don't know when or if he's coming back. Because concussions are not, you can't predict a timetable on things. And I don't know what his concussion history is. So he, Brad Stewart gave him a really bad concussion a few years ago with an elbow to the head. 
So this isn't Rick Nash's first go about with concussions. Yeah, if God, this could be career ending. I'm not saying it will be, but we um, we know that we yeah. know that uh, Cedric uh, Paquette is that kind of asshole, right? So it's yep. good to see the Bruins come out with fire. I loved it. You know, um, uh, Brandon Carlo was playing with uh, a lot of oomph and vigor, and as Andy Brickley likes to call it, being assertive. Yeah, he was being assertive I can't out there. Do a good Andy Brickley impression, but his accent is like the most Boston thing ever. It just gets, it's like a a, a a a a drunk abrasive hug. Yeah, he grew up in Melrose. Full of love. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, you know, he said that he's assertive and I'm like, well, yeah, he's been pretty assertive and aggressive out there. Um, apparently Cassidy and the coaching staff tell him to take his mean pills before he goes on the <laughs> ice. That was revealed I, yesterday. I mean, and it was working too. He's been playing, he'd been playing well. And, um, I, something I mentioned too, that I noticed he's quicker than I thought he was. Like there was a few times where he carried the puck into the zone and I was like, Holy cow, where did this speed come from? And his skating during that Tampa Bay game was gorgeous because there was yes. a time where he like, he flipped around and he was low to the ice and I thought, Oh, he's going to fall over for sure. And he just like, Nope, he he never once lost his balance. He got back up and sprinted back up the ice. So I was like, Oh, my boy can skate boy can he ever yeah so you know and you know the thing is is like one of the reasons why i like the mcquade crew combo was that mcquade was aggressive in a lot of respects and he was also he was kind of like that insurance that you know people aren't going to go after crew remember when kevin miller earlier i think it was the winnipeg game kevin miller was like don't go after him you got a problem you come talk to me right um, he did that a couple times during that game because it was just like, no, don't go after our, our smaller guys. Like, it's easy to do that. Come after me. That was when uh, the, the guy went after Grizzlick. And know? I think, is that where, didn't Jack say, who wants a piece of Miller? No one. No one does. Because no one's, every, no per, uh, pound for pound, Miller might be the strongest person in the NHL. Right, right. Yeah. Nobody wants to go with him because he will beat you up. Right. But that guy, I don't even remember who it was who uh, who boarded uh, Grizzly pretty badly there. He Oh, oh, God. Oh, Marcy. Yeah. 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 He he's lucky. Lee, he did Lee not. Of the Smiths. Yeah. Weird. He's like Josh Morrissey is lucky. Yeah. He didn't get supplemental uh, discipline on that. He should have. He, oh, he, he, he absolutely. He should actually have. should have been shoved out of the, the freaking game. Uh, remember, Bacchus got tossed for less. Yeah. Oh, and Bacchus hit his Backus got suspended for less. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but Grizzlick came back the next game and I'm so shocked. You know, he was in that Tampa Bay game. So it's like, okay, this is cool. I, I'm happy to see you. Uh, and he looked like he didn't miss a step. So it was fine. You know, but, but the thing is, is that we need people. I hate to say it this way. We need people on each pair who are just going to say, no, you got a you problem. Know. You come talk to me. You can yang. There's, you know, ba- balance. It's a thing. And we kind of have that with everyone healthy. Yeah. With Chara, and then you have McQuaid right now, and Miller. Right. All the way down. Now, Brandon Carlo would be an upgrade from the skills, right? The skills point of view. But he didn't have that part of his game. He didn't have the grit, the, um, the you know, the assertiveness, we'll say. Uh, of his game and he started to embrace that and his game got better because well he knew that he was vulnerable like his spot could be taken by somebody else 
Um, so he upped his game and he took on this other element and it was working. And I, I think another thing with that too is he is a younger defenseman and sometimes younger players, even though they are like larger in size, they kind of take a little bit of time to get used to throwing their body around a little bit. Yeah. He's kind of like a puppy. Have you ever exactly. seen a puppy run around? You know, um, he's still trying to figure out, honestly, he's trying to figure out his body in space. Exactly. Yeah. His gap control at the beginning of the year was so bad. He was allowing way too much room between him and the the, on, the oncoming attacker for whatever. And he has this amazing speed. Uh, I mean, you can still be. I mean, I, I, I you you want him to take his mean pills because that's good. But you don't have to. Lindstrom, for example, not a physical defenseman. In my opinion, the second best defenseman of all time. You did like use your. Use what you got. You're six five, and you can skate like a, like a beautiful unicorn gazelle. Like, take advantage of that. And he started to at the end there. I think once Holding came in and gave him some like some pressure, like, hey, someone is here that can replace you. Step up. Right, right, and and you hate to see that happen. He's also a young guy, and he can learn. And that's exactly what he showed. Like, oh no, I can do this. I can bring this out this element in my game. Um, you want me to do that? I'll do that. So they, they had a, a cute little thing that they said about it. And I think he's on a good team to kind of, he's got a lot of people around him that also play defense that can kind of help teach him how to do that. Chara, um, Miller, McQuaid, they can kind of teach, help him kind of test his own limits and help him to see what he can do because they themselves are veterans that have done the same thing. Yeah, you know, it, what's really amazing is that Kevin Miller, remember when we saw that contract and we're like, ooh, I don't know if I like that. And then his play has just gotten so much better. I mean, he's 31 years old. He's just an example of like, uh, you know, defensemen don't always, all players don't always follow the same curve. And he's getting better with age. And that's great uh, because he's reliable. You can look to him as being on that third and probably now second pair honestly. Mm -hmm. But it was great that he was actually given somebody in Grizzlick who, you know, Grizzlick, I think he himself is like 24, you know, yep. he's a little bit older for the Bear Cubs, you know, but um, that that's fine. That just means he has more experience, right? So right. he's come in um, and he had a year down in Providence too. So it's like, okay, so he could come in with Miller and they had a stable pair and they knew, they started to know how to work with each other and how to uh, control the gaps and, you know, control the angles and whatnot. And I hope that doesn't get too messed up. I almost would rather see Holden up there somewhere rather or, than mess up with that, that one or pair. Or even, even, I almost wouldn't even be mad having McQuaid in at this point. I'm like, I know this injury with Carlos stinks, but it just, I'm so glad we didn't get rid of McQuaid right now at this point with this injury. And I'd never thought I'd say that at the beginning of the year, honestly. I never thought I would. I mean, I've always liked McQuaid the person. McQuaid the player kind of gets on your nerves sometimes. But I'm glad he's... I'm glad we still have him, um, especially with this injury that's happened. All right. Okay. So we, we jumped the gun on that, but let's let's go to that. Um, yesterday in the 5-1 to one victory over Florida, uh, Brandon Carlo took a gruesome turn on his uh, on his left fibula, I guess, or his left leg. He, um, he kind of got the, this 
the skate stuck in something when he was trying to get the puck out of the uh, corner. And he fell in an awkward way. His leg went a terrible angle. And right now, there there's a rumor that is a broken left fibula. Which, if you subscribe to the Boston Sports Journal, Dr. Flynn said, it's no big deal, but it takes recovery time, right? I myself have had two broken fibulas, so I can tell you that it sucks for recovery time, but you're fine, eventually. I don't know if there's any real implication, uh, other than he'll have, like, plates and screws. But that's also just a rumor right now, because that's a source that that came to Joey Mack, uh, MacDonald, that is. Because the Bruins are being very hush-hush about this. They're saying there's a lot of swelling. They don't know. They'll reevaluate. Honestly, and I think that would kind of be... I mean, obviously, best-case scenario is there's, like, no damage. But I think we've already kind of passed that bridge at this point that there's something wrong. And I think a broken leg kind of would be best-case. Because that looked bad, and I hate to say it, but when I saw it, it kind of reminded me of Gordon Hayward's injury with the Celtics. And that injury is one of the top three worst injuries I've ever seen in a sporting event on live television that they actually showed. Yeah, I did not watch that. And I can't actually watch the the replay of the Carlo injury either. No, I... uh, It's... it, it, It's bad. It, It was... So that's that's why I, oh. I hope it's I kind of hope it's a broken leg, which is really weird to say, but I kind of think that that's like best case in terms of recovery time. That there's no um, like ligament nerve uh, ligament damage, any tendon damage or anything dislocation. like that. Dislocation, yeah, you don't want a dislocation. No, I I don't think it's anything like that. I, I mean, broken fibula sounds about accurate and. It's no big deal other than, like, God, can't this kid play in the playoffs sometime? Yeah, it's frustrating. I was at that game last year when he got concussed, and I felt like somebody ripped my heart out of my chest and said, see, how do you like that? You know, and then yesterday I had the same sinking feeling. I, I, uh, that poor kid, let him play in the playoffs. Hockey gods, if you're listening, we've had enough. Like, I think we've had our fair share of adversity in terms of injuries through the season. Like, enough is enough. Are, are the hockey gods just saying, like, what are the limits that this team can go to to have, like, what are the limits of their injuries and they can still win? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, get, we get two people back and you get three get injured. Like, what? The timing is fortunate in the respect that Chara could come back. And yes, I know that they're, they play in different sides on different lines, but at least you you can kind of move right. things around a little bit. So that's And good. McAvoy's on the way back as well, which is good. He should be back Tuesday. So that timing is good. It's just unfortunate for him. I, I, I you, you feel for a player, especially as we were saying over the last couple weeks of the season, he's really stepped up mm-hmm. right? with all the injuries. He stepped up really well and played really well. It's unfortunate to see. He showed that he was working towards a spot in that, that, that tough to get playoff roster uh, in in the defense. So I, yeah, I feel I feel for the kid. Poor guy. Do we ever know what was up with Zdeno Chara's injury? What they say it was lower body, right? I think it was a lower body injury. I think so, but they never said really what it was. No, what I, I always go back and forth on this because on the one hand they are athletes, you know, so you kind of want to know what their injuries are, but then on the other hand. They're people, and I think that their health stuff should be private unless they want it to go out. Right. 
also, especially with hockey, I mean, a lot there's a lot of different sports um, where teams kind of skirt the injury report because you can really kind of take advantage of that big time as a player on the ice. And I think hockey is one of those sports where you can um, take advantage of another person's injury on the ice more more than you would be able to in other sports because they'll go right uh, after you yeah exactly if it's uh, if it's a leg if it's something like that they can just attack it or your head uh, that too i hate to say this it's dirty but my i mean well i was in two rec leagues one just ended but this one player for the other team who was pretty good just returned after getting a shoulder uh, separated. He was out for uh, a month, three weeks. We only play once a week. So he comes at me. I'm defending him. I push my arm out and hit him in that shoulder. <laughs> like I, I know where you're hurting, buddy. So yeah, you keep that a secret. I never really thought about it that way, but that's really smart to do it that way because especially your guys who have like concussions, you don't want that out there because then people will just They'll go for that because there's nothing really stopping them from doing it. There are ways that you can give people concussions that don't involve a flying elbow to the head. Yep. And um, the NHL uh, player department of player safety has proved inconsistent enough that there's nothing stopping. All you have to do is make what should be a legal hit, but the person has their head down because you'll never get called for that. You won't, and the Department of Player Safety will say, will put the blame on the other person for putting themselves in a vulnerable position, like what happened with Grizzlick. They said he put himself in a vulnerable position, blamed it on him for being boarded. Right. And they- charged, and targeting the head, and I think that's about it. We've seen it too many times this season, just recently. Yeah, and I and I think it really came to head, like I said, against Winnipeg, where it just it almost seemed like it was open season on Bruins players, and nothing was going to happen in terms of discipline to the other team at all. Um, I I read one article uh, stating that like Ochara will prevent stuff from that from that happening, but yes, a, a, a big hulking man who's six nine certainly will make you think twice about hurting your little guys. But also, too, I think the main reason why the Bruins were getting uh, manhandled that game is because the refs weren't calling shit. Nope. No. Yeah. No, they weren't. There were so many things that we just noticed they weren't calling at all. I can't remember all the specific things I did not take notes. I should take notes. I mean, you'd fill up a notebook in about three games. Probably. It's hard. It's really hard as a Bruins fan to not feel like they are targeting your team with non-calls or calls against, right? And, I don't want to yeah. be that person who's like paranoid and like, oh my God, it's it's a conspiracy. And I don't want to be that person, but it's hard. It's hard to watch a game and see the non-calls, to see Bergie go down in the middle of the ice. It should have been at the very least interference and it was a no call. Yet, you know, uh, you got Pasta going over and fighting the fight. this is something that's really been bothering me recently too um in terms of like calls and no calls and discipline and no discipline a lot of reaction from fans across the league seems to be oh well this player for the bruins does this so they deserve it no player that kind of mindset and attitude is why the league is in such trouble with injuries Mm -hmm. that is why no player, regardless of who you are, deserves to have their head bashed into the boards. No one. Are you going to tell me that Brad Marchand deserved to be kneed in the head when he was down on the ice by James Neal? 
because he might have chirped at him or he might have shoved at him or he might have given him a little cross check. Little Brad Marchand at 5'9 against like 6'1, 6'2 James Neal. You seriously telling me that he deserved to have his head kneed in? That's years ago, I know. So you're telling me that most NHL fans take a blind justice approach to officiating while we more civilized people believe that Keynesian ethics are more appropriate for determining rule protocol. Yes, exactly. I, lo- I love Keynesian ethics. It's my go-to in my business ethics class. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're, you're, you're able to use that in a practical setting. Yes. No. So it keeps Keynesian, it pressure in the mind. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if, if you feel that Keynesian, if we agree, like, oh, getting your head bashed into the boards is always wrong. A person of moral, uh, of sound and moral reasoning would say that is wrong and should not be accepted almost under no circumstances. While a person on a uh, very strict justice would say, you know, the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth sort of situation. Uh, I think there are times where it's kind of warranted to mete out justice. Yes. Okay. If Kevin Miller had gone after Morrissey and ripped him to shreds after doing that to Grizzlick when they didn't really call him for anything. Yeah, I think they, they, I, what, they did put him in for a five minute boarding, I guess, right? He um, should have been ejected. He should well, have been that's ejected. That's the thing. Someone did go after him and he turtled on the ice. Oh, Morrissey. Someone, yeah, someone went after him right after and he just turtled on the ice. It would, it would have been Miller if they're going by deep defensive partners. And that's the thing. He, the player is not held accountable. He gets a five minute penalty. Big fucking whoop de doo. What does that teach the player? Nothing. No, throwing out, getting thrown out of the game and and losing money too, being fined or suspended should, in theory, enforce that. But we know how these things are. But the fact of the matter is, is that I I do go back and forth. There are times where I want the blood or the head of a player who has wronged one of our players. I do. Because like, if you, if you hurt our guys, like, and you, like, you can watch a hit and you know when it's a concussion. When you go after somebody in that way, I want you rip apart. I just do. I, I, I'm not saying go after your head. I'm saying like, you better put your, your fucking dukes up because we're going to fucking kill you. You know what I mean? You better be ready to fight for that. I, I do believe in that. And that makes me a little bit ashamed, but I also feel like that just makes me human. But most of the time, I like to think that, you know what? When I saw Brian Gianta, little Brian Gianta at 5'7", board that guy. What was it? Was it in yesterday's game or was it he? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, he boarded him. He gets called for that. You got to call him for that, mm-hmm. you know? And like, if, if the guy had been seriously injured, then you have to look at him more than that. Uh, you know, it's like you have to look at like supplemental stuff. I, I feel like I want I, I want to be fair because if our players do it, it's shitty. It's shitty that they're doing it. Brad Marchand does a lot of shitty things. He does. He's speared people. He's slew-footed people. He's He did hit Johansson in the head that time. But I think that situation was a special one because I don't think that was his thing. Like, he was like, I'm definitely going to elbow you in head because I want to. It was more like, holy shit, that guy's flying at me. Right, try to yeah. tell me that you're not going to try to uh, to protect yourself from being, like, you know, basically blown out. So I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, but I'm saying it's understandable. Okay? Yeah. Brad Marchand does some shitty things. He also gets called for things that are very minor. You know, he gets called for things that 
didn't actually happen. He so, never gets the benefit of the doubt. Right. He has a reputation. He is always going to get called. Yep. You know, there, there's the joke around, you know, it's like uh, Brad Marchand goes to the box for four minutes for uh, checking teammate Tori Krug or something. You know oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. Or, yeah, those are great. Or how he was suspended five games for uh, Josh Morrissey's hit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's like, you know, it's like we make these jokes because we've seen we've seen how they decide to dole out the justice in, in the uh uh, on the ice and whatnot. Let's just be honest. The refs don't do a great job every time. and Not even half the time, honestly. There's, <laughs> there's no reason why they shouldn't. Other than maybe the rule book's too complicated. Everything does move really fast. I get that. But, like, come on. Somebody so- is watching what's going on. And, in, in, you know, somebody's on the line watching what's going on uh, in the neutral zone, too. So it's like, ugh. I'm sorry, if the rulebook is too complicated, there's one of two things that can happen. You can simplify it as a league, or you can also find people that are willing to be referees in the NHL that have half a brain. Mm. Either way, there are ways to fix it. And it just doesn't, it seems, it seems like the NHL puts on a good face and talks a big talk about trying to fix the game and then do jack shit. Yep. All talk. Now, you know, this is an interesting thing too, because when we're talking about justice and like, and looking at things fairly and whatnot, right. Being strict or being fair or whatever. This week we had this little conversation going about, Oh, maybe it wasn't this week. It was like a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about how can people who write about the NHL look at a team that they grew up with and be fair without shitting Mm. all over them. You know, that that's the thing. It's like, you know what? Like when I'm watching a game, I'm striving to be fair, but while still rooting for my team. Like I'm trying to be fair about like, oh, that's not a goal. Or, oh my God, that's totally a goal. Or, oh, I wish my player wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? No, willingly accepted. Like, yep, we tripped that guy. You know? Yes, you can totally be fair to your, your childhood team. I think this is very apparent in the way r- older writers talk about their team in fact in, in some ways uh, they don't shit on their own team their old childhood teams they boost them you should hear woody page he used to work for the denver post now he's oh with God, yeah uh now he's with someone else sorry <laughs> okay someone clearly doesn't like woody page yeah this guy okay. years of uh around the horn oh can't stand woody page <laughs> i'll just pretend i didn't hear you say that because i have like an autographed photo of him it says <laughs> nick baggio thanks for being my friend i used to add it like so i have a main crush on woody page and then i'm talking to my dad about woody page a few years ago i was like oh yeah we used to work together at the radio station i'm like oh my god oh my god anyway um <laughs> so uh um he so he's a Tennessee boy. He grew up in Memphis and then went to the University of Tennessee. He pumps the tires as much as he can about Memphis, and he is fairly critical, properly critical about Tennessee, which is pretty easy to do because if you've been following Tennessee football, it's been a mess lately. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Their athletic the director, director. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you all get it. I mean, yeah. but I, I think maybe this new school of writers who grew up or kind of entered into – blogging uh, sports writing in many ways kind of like us we're like oh we'll just do it for this website it'll be fun and all of a sudden they do it for a few years and they begin they get good at it there's kind of like the undrafted free agent to a team they have a chip on their shoulder i was never 
you know, I, I was never drafted into the league. I never went to school for journalism. So yeah, they. I, I think it's a bit of a, a weird Napoleon complex. Like you gotta prove that you're a super journalist, and that they overcompensate. And I, it's hard for me to fault them for that because okay, we we see it in in sports. I think with undrafted free agents, those guys, I think they they play harder, maybe too harder. Maybe too hard sometimes. You know what I'm saying. They really put their bodies out there too harder. Yeah. <laughs> too harder. Oh, I just, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about journalism and I just said too harder. Good job, Nick. Good job. Anyway, that that's my two cents, my two pennies. I, I struggle with the idea of being a fan and being fair. Okay, because I think that you can be both. And I think that you can be both without showing weakness. Of course, I'm really happy when my team scores a goal or something like that. And I get outraged when it's a no goal. But I also understand that there are some real reasons why there are no goals. <laughs> that we just don't hold them yet. Because who the fuck else knows? Nobody. God, what game was it this week where it was like, that was totally not a goal? Was that Winnipeg? Where it was like, that was totally not a goal. Like, yeah, yeah, the video replay, it was um the guy who had the hat trick, his first goal. The, the You can't see the puck fully crossing the line. Like, it definitely is on the line at some point. But, like, they're trying to find, like, that, like, white between the puck and the line. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, there's no evidence of it, really. Tanev. Tanev, yeah. He scored, like, 50% of his season goals against us in that <laughs> well, one night. But you got to be fair. That happens with the Bruins. If you're a guy who doesn't score goals, you're going to score against the Bruins. If you've never had a hat trick before, you're going to have a hat trick against the Bruins. You know, it, like, if you're not known for scoring and you never had a hat trick, you're going to do that against the Bruins. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what's built into their DNA, but that's just what happens. And I think, ironically, Tanev is like a Providence College alum. He was on that same team, that same championship team with Noel Achari. Oh. Yeah. So maybe just showing it to his almost hometown team, maybe? Uh, Yeah, I have no idea where he's from. I didn't really look up very much about him. Toronto. He was a Toronto boy. Oh, so okay. probably hates the Bruins quite a bit. Yep, yep. Just took advantage of our American education system. Went to Providence College. Typical. <laughs> I couldn't say that with a straight face. <laughs> His brother is Christopher yep. of, of the uh, Canucks. Yep, yep. Who um, uh, Jeff is a big fan of his, you know, of, of, of Christopher Tanev's play. A good defensive defenseman. Mm, I'm glad that you mentioned Jeff. Really? Yes, because Jeff is not going to give up his left fibula for Brandon Carlo. Aren't they both 6'5"? They are both 6'5". I think he should just give it up and let him have the first fibula transplant. What's what's, what's Jeff doing that he needs that right now? He's not doing anything. That's Walking? Screw that. Just just put a wooden leg on. Yeah, be a pirate. (gasps) Jeff could be a pirate. He would be a great pirate. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why he would, but I bet he would. He doesn't like <laughs> rum. Is that going to be a problem? Oh, he, he's one of them. Um... He likes bourbon, though. Yeah. He's, he's one a those pirate. Bur- he's one of those bourbon swilling yeah. and hockey uh, whiskey yeah. swilling and craft beer, like hipster craft beer swilling <laughs> pirates. <laughs> he's one of them, like, 
old school, like uh, 14th, 15th century pirates, and not before they got like all mangy in the in the later centuries. <laughs> I just pictured Jeff at work, like forging and finding new land in Canada. So pretty much the same thing as a pirate forging and finding new land. Arr, black gold, I see. Oh, see, I just imagined him with briefcases full of rocks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For me, Jeff is permanently, like, in some rock field taking samples and, like, <laughs> finding new, like, rocks and stuff. I, it's just, he's he's always doing field work in my eyes. <laughs> so. So, pirates in upgrade? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Oh, he's a rock pirate. <laughs> he's pretty much a, a prospector for gold, so. He's a hipster rock pirate. So, yes, a wooden leg. He should just give up his left leg for Brandon Carlo. Mm-hmm. And he did say something about, like, he should deserve to get his, his name on the cup or something if he did do that. And, like, you guys are the same size. I don't know why you're not making this happen. Honestly, if he did that and the Bruins did win the cup, I think Jeff's name did deserve to be on the cup for that one. Uh, but I mean, he sacrificed was, a bone. Yeah. Maybe, like, I know there's, like, a, a name limit. He at least gets a ring. You know he gets a ring. Yeah. 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 Probably from the jewels that he discovered. <laughs> <laughs> Being a rock pirate and all. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. This is he, me blood diamond. Now, see, I tweeted that at him and he did not respond. I don't think he liked that very much, that idea of giving up his leg. I mean, I understand the complications with giving up a leg. <laughs> yeah. It's probably more complicated than giving up a kidney, honestly. Yeah, probably. But you got two legs. And two kidneys. Yeah. You give one of each, mm-hmm. if that makes you feel better. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I think you should give up a leg. But I would, but he'd be skating funny the rest of his life. So being 5'5 five, five and not 6'5. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> Jeff give up a leg, not Brandon yeah, Carlo. Yeah, I, uh, I said, I, I mean, I, I'd give up my leg to Brandon Carlo, but Brandon Carlo would be skating funny for the rest of his life. <laughs> He'd be tilted to one side, or he'd get a really tall, like, platform skate. Ooh. Man, I just hope this doesn't take anything off his speed and his grace and all that stuff. I mean, being having your 5'5 five, five leg would probably do that. Yeah, but... that would. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's definitely rele- relegated to, like, mop duty, but... <laughs> All right, so tonight the Nashville Predators did Bruins a solid by defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1, to one, a and game in Tampa, which... St- what? I said Tampa should lose forever because their jerseys are hideous. First of all, I like their jerseys. Okay. Second well, of all, let's specify Tampa Bay hockey. Tampa Bay hockey, yes. I don't need any more losing in Tampa Bay football. <laughs> I get enough of that. <laughs> what about Tampa Bay uh, Rays? Oh yeah, they can lose. I mean, they can lose enough for all three teams in the city of Tampa Bay. And how would you like it if John Gruden got traded back to the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, I don't want to give up any first round picks for a coach anymore. Okay, just wanted to check all that stuff off. But let's get back to Nashville defeating the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Blitzen uh, tonight, four to one. Stamkos, Stephen Stamkos, captain of the Lightning left early with a lower body injury you hate to see that from this guy talk about someone who's also had to go through injury adversity um so uh you know you you hate to see that and and honestly if if you're playing a team in the playoffs or playing a team to go to the playoffs 
or for first place, you want to beat that team at full strength. From or at least I do. I want to beat them at full strength. I don't want them without Stamkos. Just for me, it makes it a little bit sweeter beating them at full strength. Yes, but we're also not at full strength. <laughs> I mean, true. And we're struggling to get back there. Although I'm at this point, I'm so glad that they they um, signed Ryan Donato, not because he's just been gangbusters, which he has. Uh, yep, yep. But we also, it turned out, needed him. Yes. So that's really great. And um, I, I just want to say one last thing about our fourth line. You know, it, it's the Ska line, but not right now because Corrales out. It is now the Saw line. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just going to just they're going to eat right through you. Saw you uh, in pieces. Yep. They really are the teeth of that offense. I just love that my boy, my <laughs> other boy. Yeah, the teeth of that offense. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I love that my boy. My other boy was the guy who scored today. That thing's rolling. Yeah. I remembered he struggled so hard to get that first goal last year, and he did it at a game that I was at. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I got to see his first NHL goal, and it was great. Now he's rattled off nine more. That fourth line has been kind of the saving grace of the team a little bit. Um, They've played the third line. They've been the third line when they needed to Mm -hmm. with all the injuries. They've just gelled in a way that you didn't really kind of expect at the beginning of the year obviously so it's it, it's definitely been nice to see how they've come along with you know achari and dr Schaller and Karali. um we saw that happening in the in the playoffs that first round that only run they were in we saw that happening there so it only made sense to keep it going i don't know if they had any contact with each other over the uh summer or if they you know because i, I even if Karali lives in ohio full-time that's not that far away uh but i know that Achari and Schaller are here, basically, right? So who knows what's going on? But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm glad to see that. Oh, God, I feel like I almost don't have anything more to talk about. Nick, you sold the Taves curve. What happened? I sold both of my Taves curves. Oh, you had two? I had two. Oh, my God. Um, That's a lot of Taves. So my two Taves curves were on sticks with a very high flex, which means they were, which means they were stiff. <laughs> So of course they were. <laughs> I found in my playing now that I'm like I've played hockey a bit. When I was young, when I first got into playing hockey, I could be I could be stiff or loose. It didn't matter. <laughs> I wasn't experienced enough to really shoot it off. So um, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. But then I discovered like okay, I really need something uh, as we say whippier lower flex mm-hmm. so i could get the the shot off i lost weight um so even though i i wasn't that strong at least like when i was a little bit heavier just leaning into the stick i mean that's why shara these bigger guys have such uh, high flexes they they're just they just weigh a lot and they're strong so i sold both of my tapes curves uh uh one of them was a two-piece stick which are really popular anymore one of them the end of the the end of the the, the at the end of it, had a it was very very worn, so I had to sell that for a pretty low price, even though it was a, a very nice stick. And I also sold some old skates and my old hockey pants and my old gloves. You sold you sold all of that. How did you do that? Uh, using uh, sideline swap. Okay, okay. Nope, free plug. So all that came to one hundred fifteen dollars. There is actually a somehow a store in the next big town over from Winston Salem that specializes in aftermarket professional grade hockey stuff so they had they 
partnered they partnered with a bunch of AHL teams and a lot of other stores do this too. This isn't that rare. But um, they got a bunch of AHL sticks, which I mentioned on the previous podcast. AHL, everyone uses CCM. Mm-hmm. So they had a bunch of very whippy CCM sticks. And my brother recommended the SuperTax uh, 2.0. And I got the most ridiculous curve there. Because believe it or not, the tape's curve, pretty straight and boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big surprise there. Yeah. Um, so I got a McDavid curve, which is like ridiculous. Ridiculous, super massive toe curve. I've, I've, I've actually my scoring has increased with this stick. Um, of course it has. Yeah, you know you got that <laughs> massive curve at the end of it, <laughs> and it's Bruins colors, which is kind of a bonus. But yeah. Oh my God. Okay. You can all right. delete all that if you want. No. That's that's no. why I sold the tapes curve. I, I thought that people might want to know, and I was wondering yeah. what was going on with that. So it's kind of like, you know how some guitars have like a high action and it can be hard to play? Absolutely. And then you have other guitars, especially these are good for uh, beginners, the, the lower actions so that they can actually form their fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer, I don't necessarily need, uh, I don't like high action at all. I like a lower action, but I don't need a really low la- action. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's all kind of like that, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, it's, I, uh, and also the, my new sticks a, uh, a little bit longer. So I'm sorry. It's a very phallic thing, ain't it? <laughs> um, and to top it all that, I bought the new stick and I, uh, sent it to a friend of mine with a stick in between my legs, just wearing underwear. So we can share that if we want. That was um, like the first episode that we did. It is. Yeah. Talking about my tapes curves. Um, God, we've yeah, been sexually harassed since day one. <laughs> By the HR guy, go figure. Um, <laughs> so it's always the HR ones that you gotta work, yeah. watch out for. They know all the ins and outs and what they can get away with. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. It, it, I was not sexually harassed. I thought it was funny. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just um, wanted to put that out there that, so that people didn't go. <gasps> no, no, it's yeah. it's fine. It's all. It, I I would not joke around and do the things that I do if oh, I didn't I feel comfortable yeah. with you guys. So that's how it is. It's also speaking of sticks. If you all haven't watched Mark Savard's taping sticks with Savvy, watch it now. They are so addicting. Is he is he actually just taping sticks? Yeah, it's such a savvy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is now teamed up with Warrior Howie's Tape, uh, which is a hockey accessory company. Warrior, of course, is the hockey like stick company. Fifty percent of the NHL uses Warrior sticks. Um, also, lacrosse, yeah. big lacrosse. Yes, yes. And they are made by New Balance. And uh, Warrior is the name of the oh, yeah. practice facility of. The, uh, oh, yeah, the Boston Bruins. Bruins. I was yes. going to say New England well, Bruins. <laughs> that, that team we talk about sometimes. And, uh, barely. <laughs> yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, and the, the other company he's teamed up with is, is Violent Gentlemen, which is a hockey, like a clothing access, a clothing line. He's teamed up with the three of them to kind of start his own charity, Project 91, which is raises awareness for concussions and concussion research. Oh, that's nice. very interesting. Yeah, now, I can only picture like the hockey wearing accessories, like uh, the violent gentleman. It's gonna be top hats and monocles and oh, yes. handlebar mustaches and pinstripe jerseys, yes, with and, pocket uh, watches. <laughs> I do say, time has expired on this penalty. 
So they, they actually do have a hat that says that's um kind of done the Trump style that says make hockey violent again. Oh, I have seen that one actually. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's violent gentlemen. Did, okay. Didn't Boleski promote them when he was yes. here? Yep. He's yeah, yeah. He's a violent gentleman sponsor. Mm, poor Boleski. I have to pour one out for him at the end of the season. Oh, go figure. Spooner's like freaking fantastic in New York. Well, you know what? I think He's, that there's there's always. I'm happy for him though. Yep. And you know I, what? If I were to redo the trade, I would do it again. Yep. That that's fine. It wasn't working for him here. Oh no. And no. It, it, and and he had gotten better, but I think maybe we just saw the limit that we could get him to. It does. It, you know, it is a little bit eye opening to see that and and know that like. Now, truly, there are just some players that don't fit. They just don't fit. So you trade them somewhere else where they hopefully will fit, right? Right. And um, I don't think the Bruins were going to re-sign them anyway. No, it, I don't it, think so. It's one of these, it was one of the best hockey trades I've ever seen. Everyone wins. Did it, it, but we all lost the prop bet. Yeah, well, yeah. Because oh, nobody said of, the deadline. Yeah. Wasn't it Jeff who said he would that this team would have three 30 goal scorers? He did last year. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We'll still give it to him. Yes, he, he pointed that out, and uh, we all had to call him out on the fact that it wasn't this year. Wow, this is somewhere. God, I've got I've filled up like half a notebook. I remember last year I did say that the Bruins would have six people with 60 points, and I would like to point out that the three people with 30 goals on the same line were three of those six. All right, so you both get to claim a moral victory this year, but not an actual victory. That's fine. <laughs> I'm all about those moral victories. You know, I, I think there's one prediction that I could possibly have that could be correct, and that could be about McQuaid, but we have to wait until like June 30th to find out, or July 1st. So we'll see. We'll see. Ah, oh, okay. We've talked about, is, is there anything else that's pressing that we need to talk about this week? Charlie's going to be back on Tuesday. DeBrus came back. Oh, we didn't talk about DeBrus. DeBrus came back finally from his concussion. He came back. What was it? Yesterday. Yes. He played well. And uh, he yeah, got, against the other Florida team, the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers. And mm-hmm. he got two goals. It looked like he didn't miss any time at all. And he had assists too. And that second line is going to be a lot of fun. And thank God he can play the off wing. Not everyone can do that. Ironically, the last winger we had in that line for most of the year oh, wait a minute. So played is, the off wing. Is Jakey playing the right wing now? Yes. And Donato's on the left. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even notice. I mean, unless you see them line up, you don't always notice, right? But I almost have a second moral victory. Oh boy! One of those other six players that also I also said was going to get sixty points is three points away from sixty this year. Hey, who's that? Tori Krug. Oh, I thought he was already at sixty. No, he's got fifty-seven. Yeah, he'll reach sixty. He is playing. Oh, my boy, Krug. Yep, he's doing it. He's doing that hockey. He's doing that hockey. I might. Now, that said, though, if DeBrus gets a, a good contract extension, I'm getting a DeBrus jersey. <laughs> Even though it goes against my rule. Actually, Krug is younger than me, too. But I don't buy jerseys from uh, uh, from players that are younger than me. But DeBrus wears my number. I was 74 before he was. So it'd be like I'm wearing. Also if wearing I followed your rule, I would never have a jersey or a jersey. Yeah, well, see, these are my rules. Okay. And these aren't of moral significance, so we don't need to apply any moral theory to it. You actually, we can relativism. Relativism. Okay. I'm these ready. are my rules, and they apply to me, but they don't necessarily have to apply to you. Okay. I'm really tempted on one of two jerseys right now. One would be good old uh, Donato. Mm-hmm. 
The other one I really was tempted to, and I still am, even though he's hurt and we'll be back next year is Bjork. Mm. Ah, this team's going to be good for a while. Yeah, it, it would be so great. I mean, I, I love pasta on that first line, so that's never going to happen. But I really did like the 110% line. Yeah. I thought that was such a fun little line, you know, but it they just, just gave 188%. But there's no saying about 188%. <laughs> there isn't. Um, Look, it started. Mm, there is now. 188%. I'm giving 188%. Are you? <laughs> I absolutely am. God, if you don't give 188% every day, every game. I don't know even why you're even living. Jesus. 188%. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Go 188 or go home. <laughs> yeah, that's what your phone just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so is there anything else that we left out? Oh, Jakey. Hold on to your... Uh, hold on to your butts. It's going to be a fun season. A fun, fun postseason. Fun rest of this. Yeah, postseason. It is. Yes, next week is the end of the season. I think we should probably just wrap it up because I don't yep. think there's anything else that we need to cover. Let's talk about the schedule of the next week. If I can pull it up. Anybody the schedule. Want? Let's yes. see. Who wants to do this one? I can sit back and relax. All right, so uh, today's date would be the first. Okay. Yeah, bring us all the way till next Sunday. All right, well, I'm going to bring it home with the schedule then. Woohoo! So... Looks like they're going to be all division games, so this should be fun. First, we have a big game at Tampa Bay, which is going to be Tuesday the 3rd. Happy um, birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, bro. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, his bro. Toby. <laughs> Chobi. Happy birthday, Chobi. I wanted to say it started, I wanted to say like shimmy or something, but. (laughs) Shimmy! (laughs) Shimmy! (laughs) I was not close. Um, Shimmy! After after that, we continue a uh, Florida trip. Yes, uh, that game on on Tuesday night is 7.30 p.m. Oh, yes, it's 7.30. We got the extra half hour to, you know, get snacks, get beer, and do your thing. Play with Tate's Now, Tate's Curve. McDavid Curve. Now, McDavid Curve. Oh, yes. Um, Thursday, April 5th, we got the Florida Panthers. That's also a 7.30 start, so you got that extra half hour to do your thing again. So that's Thursday, April 5th. Then after that, we got Saturday, April 7th, against Ottawa at home, back in Boston, back in the hub, 7 p.m. start there. So you don't have that extra half hour, so you better get your shit done quickly. Right, and, and it's not a manatee game. Not a manatee, which is fantastic. We We don't have to deal with giant colored manatees that day. I, and I don't have to rush around and stuff like that. I can be totally relaxed and ready to go. You can. Yes. And you'll be ready to watch that game with Vegas. So that'll be good. Yep. Vegas will have done all of Ooh, her that's stuff. That's good. Good for me, too, because uh, I got some the following week at school. Things kind of start to get busy. I can use that Saturday to work on a paper and then reward myself for the Bruins game. There Boom. Paper game. And I, I should put Vegas's new T-shirt on her. Oh, she's got the new, the new Bacchus T-shirt. Because I, Bacchus loves dogs, and we love Bacchus. Boom. Right, right, right. And also, Vegas is cute. Okay, yes, on to Sunday. Then Sunday the 8th, the very next day, we end the season against Florida. 7.30 starts. You got the extra half hour there. It's not a manatee <laughs> game. And that's the makeup for the weather related incident that happened yeah around the new year when causeway got swallowed up by the ocean 
Yes. That was on Thursday, January 4th, in fact. Oh. That that happened. Yep. Yep. Um, It was one of those great New England storms. One of those nor'easters again. And after that, that's the season. We're going to go into the playoffs with a full head of steam, with a healthy team, and take it home. There we go. We want the cup. We want the cup. Okay. I, I did not engage in that, that chant uh, on the game on, uh, oh, God, Thursday. Yes. Uh, because I felt like it was a little too soon. Yeah. It, it's definitely a little soon. I mean, I get it. We're excited again. The team's good again. Everyone's, the blood's pumping. It was a playoff-like atmosphere. So I get it. But, but I'm going to refrain from we want cup chants until... Playoff time. Uh, even then, I'm gonna say I won't start the chant until for me, like if we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Being a vowed superstitionist, you know, I I have a time and when I'm willing to do that, and I I almost got carried away, but I did not do it. So yes. It's like, it's like yeah. people saying we want Bama after like the second week of college football. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where, when in fact, they shouldn't have wanted Bama this year, University of Central Florida was actually undefeated. Correct. They are the true national champions. University of Central Florida, they actually, like, they won their bowl game, and they were, like, the 12th. They may not have even been ranking the top 10. It was, like, number 12. But they were the only undefeated team, and they actually printed up, like, championship, uh, like, they were the national champion shirts, and they have license plates. As well, <laughs> saying being that they're the national champions, and I absolutely love every bit of it. <laughs> Claim that championship. We're the actual champions. We're the actual champions. <laughs> Claim that championship. <laughs> All right. All right. So you can you can listen to us on SoundCloud. Brilliant topic on SoundCloud. You can uh, find us also on iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play. Yes. And other places where you might find your favorite podcasts. I'm really bad at this. Jeff usually does this now. You can contact us at Barely and Topic on Twitter, at Barely and Topic Podcast on Facebook, and at our individual Twitter handles. I am at VA from RI. Wow, this is hard. I R can speak. Um. <laughs> Feels like that. Even though I am the Bagel Bruin. I actually use my name on Twitter, Nick Baggio. And I'm just at Tim A. Richardson. Yep. Follow me for supernatural gifts and sports. <laughs> so true. So true. I think that, is there more that I usually say? I don't know. I don't know how to do this anymore. Also, if you're listening to us and it's a place that you can rate us, definitely give us five stars. That's one, two, three, four, five stars. Uh-huh. And... If you're going to give us anything less than that, just, you know, sit in the penalty box for that one. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> no one likes a negative, Nancy. As your mother's probably taught you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Go to the penalty box. There was another thing. Oh, share us with your friends if you think that they'll enjoy it. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know the last oh, yeah. episode was a little hard to, to listen to, but it was so long. But thank you for con- your continued listenership. Tim, take us out. Hook Jessica Hook.